Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined to my left is Ranger. Vance's spirit's in front of him. Mm-hmm. But Vance is on the phone, though. Hi, Vance. Mm-hmm. Hi, Todd. Hello. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing just peachy. Good. So Good. we got Vance and Todd. It's just us tonight. But that's all right. We're going to have fun. Um, sure. Yeah. Well, this show, let's just dive into this. This show is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. FattyZMuskie.com or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can check out the baits. They're also on Team Rhino Outdoors, Muskie Tackle Online. And they're all, you know, they all have their own little niche. Uh, Aaron, he's very fast at shipping. He has the standard colors. Jeff at Team Rhino, he is fast at shipping as well. He has the exclusive colors. They probably have more Raptors than I do at this point. So definitely check them out there. I try to keep my website up to date should there be something else special you want to throw in that order, such as rod holders, which uh, the season's upon us. been moving a lot of rod holders. So if you have any questions about a setup, please feel free to get in touch with me through all the outlets that I just named. And I think that's all I'm going to say about Fat AZ. Anybody want to talk about something else? Let's talk about Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishandguides.com. Give us a call. We're going to be fishing Chautauqua Lake from the May 26th, Memorial Day weekend, starting on Saturday. And we're going to fish through the middle of November. Vance and I are ready to go, get you out there, get you on some fish. We will do our best. To bang and, fish, uh, baby. <laughs> we will do our best to bang you some fish, baby. So, mm-hmm. Cast and trolling, whatever, don't worry about bringing little kids. We enjoy those. Those are my favorite trips, taking little kids out, getting them on fish. Had some older people jump on board that aren't able to cast. Did they step on board or actually jump? I've had people roll on board. I've had people hop on board. Vance has had some guys hop on board with one leg. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. We'll do whatever we (laughs) can. I didn't know that ahead of time, Vance, but uh, no, no. We'll do everything we can do. Tell me the other leg was wooden. It's our passion. And he had an eye patch and a parrot. No, I've mentioned I've mentioned that one I think we're specifically talking about. He was uh, a diabetic, <laughs> and he was a, basically like a BKA. Uh, well, I don't know what that means. Um, he, he was basically had an ampu- amputation like, yeah. Yeah. below the knee. And um, casting, sitting. Um, he was casting, he was casting while sitting, and he caught a muskie. It was amazing. Yeah, and it, it yeah. was a jerk bait. It wasn't like a, a steady retrieve. He was jerk baiting. It was, just, it was amazing. But yeah, that's, that's just I mean, that goes to prove we will do whatever we can do. I've had guys same way. Yeah, one leg. You had the one fella. He caught a bunch of them. Uh, the, the older fella with the white hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we, had man. To, we had to carry him on. We had to carry him on. We had to help lift him on. I mean, we, we, we'll do what we can do. It's yeah. all about getting these guys on their first fish. That's what we like to do. So give mm-hmm. us a call. If we can do it with those guys, we can do it with you. Yeah. Anybody. Banging fish, baby. Banging St. Croix rods, best on earth. Check those out. Uh, give them a fair shake if you're in the in the rod buying uh, game right now, but uh, 
don't know. We use them. I'm staring at about a dozen of them right now. I can't wait until they're in my new boat, which is coming from Vicks Marine and Sports Center um, out of Kent, Ohio. Big shout out to them for sponsoring the podcast. And Todd and myself, uh, we're getting into two new Rangers. Um, they also sell Starcraft, Star Welds, um, the Ranger Aluminums. Those are really neat <clears throat> aluminum boats, very sturdy. Um, and check them out for service as well. And big thanks to Ranger Boats. Um, the Chautauqua Lake Showdown, June 23rd on Chautauqua Lake. It's a Saturday. starts at 7. Um, $35 for non-members of Muskie's Inc. $25 for members of Muskie's Inc. Um, it's put on by Zach Baker and Chapter 69. There's a big fish pot five bucks if you want to do that um there's gonna be a lot of heads in it and uh it's gonna be a busy day on that lake fun tournament so check that out they got a great they got a great you know after after party and award banquet and they're doing a bunch of giveaways they're posting about it now they get you know you could walk away with there with a you know five hundred dollars set up and some uh sought after bait so check that out what do you think would happen if they at the after party they're like, "Hey, we're serving up musky fillets." How well received did didn't, that go? I'm not saying that, they will. I'm just bringing it up. Didn't didn't that happen at a tournament? Up there? Yeah, we talked once at somebody. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, tell me. Some people boycotted the eating of it, but uh, yeah, there was well, a fish. That, I mean, there was a yeah. fish that was deceased, just like the week before. A really nice fish, like a fifty-inch fish, and you know, released, floated up. Up, 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 one thing led to another. They brought it in. We did the fillet. We had a giant fish fry. There were some walleyes. There were some musky fillets in there. And uh, once once some people saw it was a musky fillet, they were. But you know, the fish died. What What are you going to do? I didn't want to waste it. Well, I want to talk but, about that for a minute because to me. Mm-hmm. It's not like not eating it was going to bring it back to life. Yeah. It, 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 if there was a musky fillet at some place, I'm not going to probably order it from a restaurant, but if it's like at a game <laughs> dinner or something like that, but, you know, I would. Oh, give it was me a not bite. Killed, it was not killed on purpose. And, uh, yeah, but most of the people, most of the people were like, wow. I didn't know that would taste like that. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, oh, my gosh, it's musky. I can't eat that. Well, I ate a lot of them back in the day. So, you know, I saw some well, old you- pictures floating around, and I was looking through some of my old pictures, and it was like, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, and uh, like, yeah, it would be neat to post a picture of me holding one back then. But, uh I'm holding him by the eyeballs. A lot of times I have one in each hand because I got my limit of two. Uh, they were dead. <laughs> and we were eating them. That's that's what it was like. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, what do you I mean, got one. It was legal. You kept it. Yeah. So that brings us into Muskie's Inc. What do you think? Well, what do you think about Muskie's Inc.? I'll tell you that 
when I first joined, you know, I didn't, you can look back through the records for Muskie's Inc. And at the beginning, uh, they have their annual catch, catching. Now it's just like a release tournament that you can turn your fish in, but, uh, go back and look through the old records. There was a lot of in the kept division and, uh, Muskie's Inc. had a lot to do with that. You know, it is our only outlet as a community of a very small percentage of the fishermen uh to get get the word out and it helps they might not have ton of money to help you in your local community but your club can do things and uh, being a part of your local musking chapter i believe is very important to the fishery the things they've done in the past uh first time i saw about how much you know we started releasing them back in the day because it was like okay Limits two. We have two laying in the bottom of the boat now. Are we going to quit fishing? I'm in Canada, and it's only noon. And you would catch some more, and you would put them back because you had to. Uh, but now, I think we've talked about way, this, but shouldn't you have had a lot to do with it? You know, I should have quit fishing. Yeah, I was going to say because mm-hmm. you know I'm not really up on yeah. all that limit stuff, but yeah. Once you have two, you should. But, I mean, we just, we would fish, and if you caught a couple, we would keep, keep them. And, uh, you know, once I found out more about Muskie's Inc. and saw what was going on, I mean, that's when our family started really uh, seeing what can, what can happen. You know, we just didn't, I think we're like everybody else. You didn't know any better. You caught a legal fish, you kept it. Hmm. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good with all that. I'm good with the eating of the muskie if it dies on me. I mean, we, we've talked about that. I've been caught in dilemmas before. You know, uh, when you have a dilemma, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't keep it, and I wanted to keep it because that, you know, at that point I would, you know, harvest it. A lot easier to do than just letting the fish lay. Going back to that tournament and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that's a muskie's ink tournament, which. If anybody caught that, it's ten dollars cheaper to enter that tournament if you're a Muskie's Inc. member, which is not quite twenty five percent of a year's membership. Yeah. You do a couple tournaments, all of a sudden. On, yeah, exactly. If you're planning on getting into the tournaments, you might as well. I mean, join the club, get involved. They need people to get involved. Uh, you know, I have been involved in the past. I'm not involved right now that much because of all that I'm doing with fishing and away from the gain so much away from the area but uh but there's involved there's involvement by donations mm-hmm. eight donations you're very much in- involved in that yeah. in that aspect of it i mean you just yeah you're just uh, I'm not involved you're, you're, in going to the chapter to me and stuff like yeah. i used to you know mm-hmm. i used to be the tournament director used to get all the meetings but mm-hmm. uh uh, there's other ways to be involved than just actually being a breathing body in a building with a bunch of other members. Like yep. Vance, like Vance just said, uh, you know, bait donations. You know, when we when you started up that minnow fund, how long ago now was that, Todd? Five, six years ago. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, they had it going, and I did a lot of whole bunch of stuff with the. You, you, you ran the eBay auctions. EBay and, yeah, and and this wasn't all new stuff. This was some of that stuff was like used baits. Yep. Here's a, a here's a Plano box full of, of yeah. whatever, and you yeah. know so yeah. 
you know, that's something that some people could consider, you know, if, check out their local chapters, see if there is some kind of a fundraiser and what they're doing. I mean, I see it all the time on Facebook, people unloading, you know, baits they don't run anymore, you know, use anymore. And mm-hmm. instead of trying to get 40 bucks for all those baits, you could donate them to the club. And if they just put them up on eBay or however they, you know, have some yard yep. sale or something, it, it's something. I mean, a lot of people aren't, you know, paying the mortgage by selling off their baits. It's, it's, you know, you could do something, something like that to, uh, you just guys are, help you, out. You're making me feel better about my involvement here because I never really realized that I was still involved. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you just came out and said, I, I'm not. And I'm just like, well, I kind of think, yeah, yeah. I guess you, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I still was doing stuff. Yeah. Always am. Always will. Mm hmm. So check them out, join a local chapter, join, you know, unaffiliated, whatever. But it's just, you know, there, that's the united voice that, you know, at least the Pennsylvania Fish Commission has someone to go off of, not just a couple old, old timers that think you need to drown a bluegill to catch them. You got some young kid who feels you need to do it this way. It's, it's a united yep. voice. So, um, and that's kind of probably what we need. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on if, Anybody out there listens to some hunting podcasts and stuff, the big thing that they're doing is just getting Sportsmen's United uh, with a common voice. And this is the common voice right now for the musky world. So For the musky world, yeah. Check them out. Yep. And, and, and I'll tell you, we've, 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 we've uh, with the, the Chautauqua Lake uh, fisheries, talking about putting the uh, poisons in the lake, the, the weed killers and such, uh, they've been sending out some stuff about what's happening up in Minnesota mm-hmm. with their with their ordeal. You know, they're they're pulling muskies out of some of these lakes, and some of it's coming back to you know the local people that live there, the local tourists. Are like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid my kid's going to get bit. You know, that is starting to arise on Chautauqua. I just got an email today about it. Like people are like, I really don't. And I, I can see it at my campground. Like people like, they sort of like seeing what we catch. But, you know, we go out there and we catch these fish and like, oh, my gosh, did you catch one today? Yeah, we got a giant one today. And you show them a picture. It's like, oh, my gosh, look at that fish. We were skiing today or we were water skiing. We were jet skiing. I had kids tubing and, uh. Use that to your advantage and be like, yeah, uh, you know where they hang out is in these areas. Stay the hell away. <laughs> and I, I, I do, I out. do do that. And, you know, we, we talk about it. It's like, yeah, we caught it right in front of the Italian fishermen, right where you guys are all listening to the concert. That's where that fish came from. You know, it's probably yeah, waiting for a small child to put its foot in. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, it, 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 you know, seriously, there's some of that talk starting to arise. Uh, around Chautauqua, it's like, you know, show me the picture, but don't. And then I show them, and they're like, oh, my gosh, don't tell me where you caught that. Uh, you know, or <laughs> don't tell me anything about that. Yeah. Uh, that's starting to arise at Chautauqua. I just got an email about it today, and we'll we'll see. I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, you know, probably but. what this is happening is that I don't – I'm going to go on record in saying – I know almost nothing about what's going on in Minnesota. Um, and it's part being selfish. It's also part, I don't have time. 
It's also part, it's 24 hours driving for me. And that's where the selfish part mm-hmm. is, is that, you know, I guess at some point I, I say that I draw a line. I'd be like, granted, this is affecting a thing that's a big part of my life. However, it's so far away. I could be, mm-hmm. easy, any opinion I have could be easily shot down by the, by a homeowner saying, you're not even near here. This isn't affecting you. And I can't rebut against that except for like, yeah, but we got a voice, you know, whatever. But probably what's happening is like most things that happen any, any, anymore on the, you know, someone sees it on the internet. Someone's, and, yes. And they saw that like, hey. Steamrolling. We're going to, we're going to try to pull this because it's, I don't know if it's working or yeah. not in Minnesota. I don't, I don't, I can't speak well enough, but even if it isn't, someone might catch wind of that. Like, Hey, let's, uh, let's do this to have leverage. We want all these weeds gone and these fish mm-hmm. are horrible. And I don't even know whether or not this weed killer is going to be horrible or not. Well, I'm hoping we're going to yeah. have someone on the show here very soon. Uh, once I can pin her down to, help talk about this to, to, to clear up the water. It's very murky right mm-hmm. now, but if, if any angle someone can get, so, so now it's, you know, I, this is the first I heard about this from Chautauqua. This is starting to creep in on home. If that is in fact the case. Yeah. So there, there are places up there in Minnesota where people are, you know, local people that have cottages on lakes that are like, that's the the foundation they're putting forward is you know these fish you're stocking these fish in here these are big scary crazy fish that get to be six feet long and they will bite our children and kill our dogs and i guess it's getting some you know it, it it it's steamrolling with these people like it it's it's actually gaining ground to the point where they're talking about pulling them out of some of these lakes and not stopping anymore. There were some of those those arguments that it looked like, uh, you know, they would have been broadcasted on C-SPAN. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yep. And there's like people that are like, I'm scared for my children. <laughs> yes. I'm scared That's for exactly. my wife. And you're just yep. like, oh my God. My weapons are useless against them. <laughs> There's armies. You're putting these in. <laughs> We're just dangling our feet off the dock. And mm-hmm. uh, that is, you know, that that's starting to happen a little bit at Chautauqua Lake. Even though it's the head of the whole freshwater system in the whole, you know, drainage down to the Mississippi. <laughs> it's headwaters, yes. The headwaters to the whole system. And the headwaters of all of our muskies before we made all these man-made lakes. Uh, still, they're not remember. You know, these people don't know that, and they're not remembering that. And, and that's and that's, they don't realize that there's people out there chasing these and making their living off of fishing on them and bringing tourism to the area. Uh, sure, it's and not it's saying also, it. you know, they're not going to kill you. They are not going to bite you. Simple, you know. Yeah. You're, 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 you're you have more. I'll guarantee you that you have more chance to get struck by lightning than be bitten by a mossy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just doesn't. It happens once every year somewhere. Yeah, you know the the little yeah, thing that I do I do know about Minnesota and and how it doesn't really pertain to 
if, if it is creeping in on Chautauqua is if, if they're, if Minnesota is expanding that these fishes lakes by stocking, I think the homeowners just didn't want to see pressure on the lakes. If something like that, I think I read, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, whereas pressure in the lakes and, and, the, and the myth of, Oh, you put those in here, they're going to eat every walleye in the lake and every bass in the lake. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like the people at Chautauqua, it, there's, there's a level of ignorance that, it's it's just so mm-hmm. prevalent in an echo chamber where these all these people are sitting around you know i can envision around someone's couch or campfire just talking about how awful these are and there's really no variance in opinions here so it's just all these people like well this is common knowledge because you know i, I once heard that is built with versa block and yeah <laughs> you will be safe <laughs> yeah um but like to me, it's. I think the argument could be easily shot down, saying, "Well, this is this is a natural fish here. This this is not mm-hmm. an invasive species. You can't just wipe them out, you know, with any mm-hmm. good conscience about that." So no, that's the way I look at it for sure. A lot of a lot of those those arguments, and then we we saw, saw a couple. If anybody's, I'm sure the people that listen to this, uh, majority of them are on the internet and uh, watching facebook there was people that were like filming their tvs putting up uh these guys arguments on why the muskie shouldn't be in the lakes and it it reminded me of a town hall meeting it their jaws and they're like we gotta get this you know killer great white shark out of here (laughs) yeah and and they showed footage from south africa with pulling a seal silhouette behind a boat yeah yeah you know I don't know. We're, obviously, we don't know. We're, we're just far away from that. We don't know what's going on, but it is it is starting to creep its way over into the East Coast area, East uh-huh. Coast region. A lot of people are on lakes like that. You know, you get you have people with uh, you know money is power, and people um, start talking, and all of a sudden. You got to defend what, what what you're fishing for. Muskie's yeah. Inc. is is a great. It, it's great to have organizations like that to come out of the woodwork and start defending. You know, because I can guarantee when if that does happen over here, the people of Muskie's Inc. and all, and all these chapters over here are going to get together and they'll be like, "Hey, I'm showing they you will. this." Yeah, that, those are the that's the crew that's going to get together and you know, refute this stuff. So, yeah, it's the only one we have, you know, there's been lots of small little clubs and stuff start up. I was members of some other local stuff and, uh, just doesn't, did they bring a a nationwide presence to the table? No, they can't. That's the thing. That is the thing that you can use the muskies ink for that. And very important. Yeah. Perfect. All right. With that said, if you guys had to choose, would you choose to have a brand new shiny boat of your choice or a comparably priced brand new tow vehicle, whether it be an SUV, truck, compact car, it don't matter, comparably priced? I stumped you guys. Dead silence. 
that's how I'm thinking for a second, but I'm going to, I, I would pick the, the, the vehicle because you show up, you buy it, you drive away, you're done. There's a lot that goes into, there is a lot that goes in behind the scenes of, I give these guys a lot of credit to get these new boats every year. Well, I should probably say this. Okay, we'll, we'll go this. But I, I, I was thinking of this as like a freebie. Uh-huh. A freebie. You just get one. Yeah, like okay. you, you're sitting there and, and some guy comes up to you. You're on some dark street corner and he opens up his like big long rain jacket and there's a keys to the boat. Yeah. There's a keys to the truck and he'd be like, pick one. And you're like, for real? And he goes, Shh. Wow, man. <laughs> I probably am still going to, I probably think I'm going to pick the truck because I can just say, yeah, give me the keys. I'll drive away. <clears throat> I don't know. Get a I new mean, boat. Is, There's a lot yeah. of setup. I can give you my answer right now. I don't want to cut okay. Vance off unless Vance needs a little more time. Oh, go ahead. Give me the boat, baby. Because yeah. I will have yeah. that boat for a lot longer than that truck. Yeah. And I can very easily convince the other member of my household that has power over a checkbook to say, I need this truck to drive to work and pick up the kids. So there's always yeah. room in my budget for a truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And give me that boat now. I'm not really sure what that limit would be. I know which boat I would want to yeah. buy. Yeah. But I'm not going to be wearing a boat out anytime soon. I will wear a truck out. So, but yeah. yeah too, you, many var- too many variables and uh, for this. If, if I was 16 me. and you guys asked me that, I'd say, give me the truck. I need to drive somewhere. Yeah. 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 No doubt. Yeah. There's so many variables. What, what, What's your current situation? What's your truck looking like? What's your boat looking like? That's, yeah, that's I guess, and 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 um, Vance and I are in different situations because we need a boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a truck. We literally need a boat. Right now. <laughs> we r- really need boats. Well, see, I don't. I just <laughs> right want now, to we actually need a boat. <laughs> yeah, right now, Vance and I actually need boats. Uh, yeah, we have our trucks. Uh, truck is easy. Pick it up. Get it. I'm gonna tell you we what. We talk a big game. We fish. Yeah. We swear out of boats, but right now we. Don't <laughs> <have>. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Say I. I'm gonna say that I have a boat and I have a truck right now. It's probably the pretend. way that I. You, you, you have to pretend. pretend like probably you have the, right now. Just, just pretend. The way way Let's I would pretend do for the rest of my days. Uh, <laughs> I would um, I'd, I'd go with a boat just for the fun of it and the selfishness of it. Uh, I'd I'd pick a boat. Yeah, I don't think it's selfish though. There's so many variables. Uh, the way that you put it, you know, I do. Yeah, use, you put I it use like bo- the like both the of them re- reality, and mm-hmm. you put it like just a. Guy, I need a boat or a truck. What do I need? You're going to pick mm-hmm. a boat. Well, I need a boat. You know, my wife's been on me to get a new boat for years. 
because my boat was getting old. I mean, that's and, the, uh, the, how annoying was that for her to be nagging you to get off. a new boat? Yeah, that's completely opposite. I mean, yeah, because it's for business. But you know, now I am boatless for the first time in probably thirty years. I don't have a boat right now. I could, if I had to go fishing right now, no, I couldn't even take the jet ski because Andy still didn't fix it. Uh, Are you bringing it up tomorrow? I'll bring it up one of these days. <laughs> okay. That, that was my way of saying I haven't received it yet. <laughs> I know. No. Yeah. But what, are you, what are you more excited no, for? A new boat or a new truck? It, it, there's so much that happens in it. You know, generally, you're going to buy more cars and boats in your lifetime. Yeah. You know, for sure. It's a lot easier to buy a car yeah. because it people is so are doing easy. it so, so often. If you go American, you just have to basically grit your way through a bunch of leaving of the table for the American car salesman to go talk to a sales manager and all that rigmarole. It's about it's like one day of stress for like a period of four hours. Mm-hmm. You get a new boat. That's not the case. You're dealing with setup. You're dealing with the finance. Weeks. Yeah, you're dealing with so so many more things. And a lot of the times those dealers are probably like, yeah, this this guy might buy this boat. He might come back in 15 years and get another one. Who knows? I never see him again. Uh, so you take four hours of stress from buying a, buying the truck and you extend, you know, buying this new boat, of setting it up and it coming in and all this stuff. It you know, takes four or five months. Who knows? Man, you're making it sound so awful. I really enjoy setting up boats. Yeah. Really? I mean, yeah, it's it's fun. You get it, and you you kind of look at all the compartments. You have that day where you're like, I didn't know this was here, and you're like, I'm going to put this here, and you sit and you pretend you're driving it, and you know wherever you store your boat, and I don't know. I just I don't. There's a lot more to boat setup. Than I don't like car that. setup because they're all coming with power seats, the heated seats navigation that stuff's real easy oh you want this click of a button you want this it's click of a button well no i want my depth finder here i want the trolling motor here i want this set of motors i want autopilot i want no carpet here you know there's there's, wouldn't it be less stressful if it was given to you like that guy on the street Hand you the but keys. I, the, what, yeah, the problem the is, I am. I'd probably get that boat and be like, "Well, now I have uh, you know a couple of weeks of setting it up the way I want it to be." Well, you know? yeah, or it would be like, "Yeah, that's great. You gave me this, but that's not what I wanted." I feel like I could do that with a vehicle. Like, "Yep, that's good." No, but you're picking the boat. It's not like they're like, "Here's a kayak." <laughs> you know? How about the one? Yeah. How about the one guy that was like, "You fish out of my boat, you'll fall in love instantly." And we were, he was like, you'll never want to fish out anything again. And we'd like seen that boat, and we were like, that is absolutely not the case. <laughs> that is not the I would, case. Yeah, I was like, we would actually, I would. Sir, Everybody's got their saying, own thing. Thank, thank you, no thanks. I do not want that. Yeah. You were mistaken, sir. I appreciate yeah. the offer, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, so think, we're thinking about it, I. We've talked about that. Getting, getting a new truck's a lot easier. Yeah. Man, you guys are looking at this as a chore. I'm looking at this as like, I'm not out it's 50 grand. <laughs> it's a chore. You know? fifty. It's 50 grand either way. You it's 50 nice grand either boat? way, but I'm also not the getting a brand new boat right now. 
So let's just say if 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 that that guy on the street with the trench coat on was Vic, and he's like, "You can have your boat for free, or you can have the vehicle of your choice." Okay, because so I mean, you guys are in a different situation. Was, okay, yeah. If, if he's giving me the boat for free the way I want it, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I will take the boat. Yes, I would take the boat. If you're just giving me a truck off the lot or a boat off the lot. Just give me the truck. Mm-hmm. And then, are you going to drive the truck, or are you going to sell it? No, I'm going to drive the truck, then I'll go rig the boat. I guess there are some like gearheads out there and whatnot that want their cars and trucks to run a certain way, but uh, I don't know. It's all it's all too fresh right now. I'm I'm taking the boat. I don't have one. Neither do I. I'm 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 taking the boat because a new one would be a step up. Not that I'm complaining about my current setup. It's currently number one in this podcast right now. (laughs) I actually got a a canoe as well. I can row canoe. That was terrible. I I used to have a bunch of, you know, canoes and inflatable rafts and kayaks. And I sold all those off to buy my first boat. I remember that. You're not doing any of that white watering anymore, or anything, Vance. Nope, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't been. A, I haven't been a river rat in many years. Kind of miss it. I, I used to take inflatable. I, I I used to take like a whitewater rat down the Yawk River and would take my fishing fishing rods uh, with me and. You know, Fisher bass and trout mm-hmm. and stuff. That was probably extremely was convenient in a kayak. Mm-hmm. But these were these were like class three rapids. Were you pulling a rooster tail? It's probably where you mean, lost at Saint Croix that you never found. Yes, I did. That is it. <laughs> yes, that I like never got to use. That is a throwback to an old podcast. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> I had this ultralight sink yeah. that I had bought for those reasons, <laughs> and I just smashed it like a million times because it was in the tailgate of my truck. It's like, I think I'm going to use this today, and I'm like, I don't remember this being a three-piece. Rod, <laughs> Send it into St. Croix and was like, bad snag. This is before I had any, any affiliation with them, and they'd be like, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, we'll send you a new one. Maybe if it was we'll heavier, we'll send you a new one this time. But <laughs> Did you imagine a bad snag on a an ultralight rod that was in three pieces? How bad that would have to be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a time that uh, my one friend, Luke, who kind of got heavy into fishing for about a summer with me, and he didn't make much money. He worked at Walmart, and he would go and buy these Gander Mountain branded rods. And when he wanted a new fishing rod, instead of just going and buying another fishing rod, he would always have this snag that that broke the tip. And really what the snag was was him putting it in the car door and slamming it. And he would go and exchange it for another rod. Yeah, They eventually stopped doing it. They eventually... That's terrible. That's horrible. But he felt it was justified because, as as I'm going to quote him, 
I pay my taxes. That was his reason. Yeah, it was his reason. Yeah, I still have a couple of the old black Saint Croix, black with red wraps, and they are lifetime. Also, well, yeah, my uncle had some of those too. Saint Croix used to do that, and I've had numerous people tell me, "I, I can't believe you still have that. Why don't you just break it over your knee? They'll give you a new one." What's wrong with this like, one? Well, why would I do that? Because this was just fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my thinking on it. But I don't know if they still offer those. Please do not say you heard that from the Muddy Creek. <laughs> yeah. Fat AZ Musky podcast. They'll still offer the black red wrap <laughs> lifetime warranty. But, uh, I had the same thing, Andy. I had some friends that would say, like, yeah, just break that thing. And they'll, you know, you can do an upgrade for $40. Like, I could use that $40 to put towards a new one, then I'd have two. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to break my rod on purpose. I never broke one. I never sent one in back then. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if I've ever, I don't think I have. I mean, I've broken rods. Yeah, just, Vance and I did a warranty this year. We remember it, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It was a brand new. No, it wasn't on us. It was no. a brand new rod. Mm-hmm. It was the first time used. Mm-hmm. It was our, it was our fishing partner that day. Mm-hmm. Decided to help to <laughs> bring the fish to net and grabbing the rod about one eyelet down and giving it a big yank. Yeah, that's the way. Yeah. That's the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. I put my jig ripper right there. <laughs> <laughs> we were just like, ah, oh, it's cool, man. It happens. That's cool. It don't worry about it. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't happen. happen. You don't do that. You say that as I you grab him. I, I, I talked to the same guy on the phone tonight. We're going turkey hunting here in a couple days. <laughs> and I still talk, you know, we bring it up. You can't, like, you can't, can't believe that rod snapped like that. Yeah, I can't, can't believe that happened. What, what was something must have been wrong with that rod? And I'm just like, no, you no. can't grab her. <laughs> you can't grab the rod and do that. But yeah. <laughs> he was excited. He hadn't musky fished in a while. That's all it right. It was fun. Somehow we got onto breaking rods when yeah, between a boat and a truck. Yeah, that's right. That's how it started. Okay. Let's hear about. The boat buying, since we're kind of already on that topic, it'll flow nice. Anybody- yeah, so what I wanted to talk about, it, obviously everybody knows Todd and I are getting two new boats, Rangers. And I'm going to interject real quick. We've been getting a lot of people questioning why that we haven't been talking a lot about the boats because, you know, I guess people are excited to hear about this stuff and uh, so we're going to kind of address where it's at right now. So I'm sorry, Vance, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I mean, we are. We're uh, getting texts daily about Facebook messages and whatnot uh, of other people fishing. And they're like, hey, you got to break in your boat. You should come out here and, and fish. We're, we're, we're banging them. But they're, uh, you know, trout fishing. But uh, yeah, so what I want to talk the boats are in. They're getting set up. I, of course, 
there's a particular story about the motors uh, that I want to discuss tonight. <laughs> Vans and motors. Yes. Yes. And uh, we have we have two unbelievable looking boats. Vance and I have both seen them. We've touched them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super stoked about them. I, I cannot wait. They are but both unique in their own different way. They're really cool. Yeah, the the thing that I just want to bring up tonight it it it, it go. It, I I ordered the boat with a Verado on it. Mm-hmm. How big? Cylinder Verado two twenty five. Six cylinder Verado synced up with a uh, the new Mercury uh, direct injection kicker that are that is uh, fuel injection. Yeah, sweet fuel injection coming out this yeah. this year. Yep, you can either get a fifteen or a twenty. So that's what the boats ordered in, um, and. The boat comes in, and the way that Todd and I troll, and the way that you know people out here troll. Now you should be trolling for muskies. So I'll just say it that way. You want to be able to drop your kicker, turn it on, and drive. There was a problem, and if anybody remembers how my previous Verado was uh, I was losing power uh, all the time on, on the water and in its initial break-in and whatnot. Um, there, Andy, you can interject at any time here, but essentially when I would steer left and right, it was drawing more amps than the alternator could charge cranking battery because I was running at a low RPM and I was turning and moving all the time. The battery was drying through each turn and, and it just could not, it could not keep the charge. And that's just running your big motor while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's running the big motor at about, you know, a thousand to 1200 RPMs to keep a musky speed and maybe even more to go into waves and whatnot. Um, so I was dying and that's what initially led me to talk to Vix in the first place some, you know, whatever it was, two and a half, three years ago, whatever it was. Um, and they eventually set the, that get that tiller up for me to not have those electrical problems. Now the new boat comes in. I essentially was going to be running this kicker and steering left and right, and the kicker motor was not going to be able to charge this Verado steering system. Uh, Enough for me to stay alive on the water, you know. So essentially, it's like, started- like even with your backup battery system they put in. So Vic saved 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 us, Muddy Creek, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, because mm-hmm. everybody knows the problems Vance had with his boat, and uh, <laughs> you know, Vic ended up putting a. I don't know how they did it. They they put a they put a group thirty one, an extra one. They, yeah, they put a group thirty one that I could switch to at any given time, and mm-hmm. 
run and, and say, continue out, you know, and you could be out there trolling for eight to 12 hours and nothing would happen. You go home, yeah. you charge it, everything's good. Um, but however, say I started the day after a full charge, I dropped the kicker, I trolled how you normally would, and I'm steering and that big motor's not on two, three hours with me doing that, I wouldn't be able to fire up that big motor because the kicker was not charging the cranking battery enough because the steering was drawing too much. was drawing too much, yeah. When do you want me to jump in? We're, 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 we're waiting. It, oh, okay. We're, I, I, was, I, wanted, I didn't want to interrupt Vance. I wanted him to kind of get it all out there, then I'd tie it up in a nice little bow. I'm saying, I'm saying like normal fishing days people that aren't gearheads like <laughs> you know it, now you can you can go from the mechanics okay point of view and actually make sense of the whole thing okay hydraulic hydraulic electronic steering is the word that i always hear yeah <clears throat> okay so vance's initial issue with his 200 was it was a, it was a bad setup initially and what it was was that uh, even in the manual, it's uh, Mercury called out. They wanted a battery with X amount of cold cranking amps, and the initial setup really went to the bare minimum. So if anyone could like, I, I don't think I should dumb it down this much, but let's just say a battery is a tub of water, and this steering system would draw water out of this this tub this tub. And the, the steering that Vance had was an electric pump that, that was a hydraulic pump. It was an electric hydraulic pump. And that's the power steering. Verados are, you know, famous for this steering system. And even though it's shown in a bad light in this story, it's really... In our scenario. In, in our scenario, it is it is not shown as something really positive. It really is a really good system. Um, just we're, we're just on that fringe there. So this would draw like 30 amps at some time. So you're, you're, you're emptying this, this theoretical thing of water, and you need your alternator to start filling it. Well, if you're putting in a drip and it's coming out a P-stream, eventually you're going to run out of water. So that's my generic explanation of of like the charging system here. And where this would normally not be an issue is most people are driving their boats up on plane. And yes. the the alternator can charge as much as it needs. It's running the motor just fine. You're still putting juice into the battery and everything's hunky-dory. But if you're doing eight hours of just bare minimum, you know, maybe not quite as much i mean it might even be it can self-sustain but with two project x's going two graphs going a radio on all of a sudden you got all this stuff pulling juice and i'm there was a time that you had that battery isolator and i think that one point a mechanic took it it. they removed it and Mm -hmm. what this battery isolator did was it held a battery just for motor function, but that battery was just barely big enough to to meet the minimum. So once they removed it, now everything else is creating this noise in the in these other batteries that should have also been receiving a charge from the alternator. And it, it was a very complex setup there. But 
moving on out of that boat. We we've we've beat this one this dead yeah. horse long enough. So now Vance was getting you know this new two twenty five, and it also has an electric pump for the hydraulic steering, and it's still going to draw the same amount of juice. And what recently you know came to our attention was this kicker is not going to be able to be steered from the helm unless you're putting more juice into the system it'll do it briefly you'll need the key on to 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 keep this pump going if not you're just gonna i'm not really sure if this is a steer by wire or if it's kind of like the uh setup that you had on your tiller but i should look more into that but it's it it's not necessary because the kicker is not going to supply it's putting drips into that bucket while it's you know you pulled the cork on the bottom so you mm-hmm. could fire up the 225 to supplement the the recharging of these batteries but at that point you might as well just put the thing into gear if it's going to run it's going to run a minute's a minute so it it almost yeah. renders this kicker useless and yeah. now you'll once s- again we are into a very specific area coming back to like we were talking about muskies inc there a little bit ago with the small <laughs> percentage of fishermen these rodders are used offshore they're an absolutely insane motor and the guys rigging walleye boats they are rigging them up running the rodder all the time however they're using killer steering kickers and, and to they're make... not set up the way we are doing it with musky fishing, and they're the bass fishermen don't do it the way we do it. The walleye fishermen don't need to do it. There's nobody out there that needs to put a kicker at you know half to three quarter throttle to keep the speed to troll for a ten hour day. We're the only people doing that, right? With a kicker, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there could be That's some wild exceptions, but. Yeah, I mean, some on the ocean. Yeah, but the people in the ocean are—they're just running the big grotto. Exactly. Now, the thing is, is like this is someone might say, "Well, why would you run this tiller kicker?" And I'll give a perfect example. About three or four years ago, we went with you know a, a, a mutual friend. It's actually you know Todd knows him a lot better. Ed, he has a six twenty one with a three hundred Verado, mm-hmm. and I think it's a nine nine pro kicker. And yep. we we're out on Lake Erie, and we were trolling for walleye. And it, it makes perfect sense on this, you know, so we're, it, it was perfect conditions, dead flat, calm, and we're going whatever, one point, name your seven yeah. to two miles an hour. Yeah. And he had this long, you know, tiller extender handle on it. And he had like a 12 inch graph on his back towards like his back deck. Like it's actually like on the deck. I don't think you'd kick it if you're casting. Um, mm-hmm. But we very rarely looked forward. And really what, what he was doing, I want to think at some point he had his Tarova down with autopilot and he was using the kicker to just propel the boat and allowing. All he was doing, was, he wasn't mm-hmm. even steering it, yeah. So he, he was, was running. Steering with his remote. And he was looking at his graph to, to pick a heading. Mm-hmm. So there was very mm-hmm. little looking forward, which I don't want to say, I mean, it's obviously not the safest, but it's also you're doing 1.7. You could yes. wipe out someone else's spread if you're not paying attention, but everything is dead silent. It's so quiet. Yes. But so if you're doing 1.7. That's the big difference from what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So you're not trying to steer that tiller. Now, there's some some people out there that might be steering their boat from that tiller because they might not have autopilot or for whatever reason. But that is when you see a Verado with a kicker on the back next to it. That's probably the setup, and you might see like a tiller handle extension on that, and it's just more or less to adjust throttle. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to say more often than not, but I, I can't verify that with anything. And, right. And for what I'm doing and the way that we musky fish, it's inefficient for me to do. It, it would be... The steer with a small tiller out of that. Uh, yeah, going back to Ed. Do it. You know, going back to Ed, Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed never runs, never runs the kicker. I fished with him many times for muskies too. In that six twenty one, that killer kicker. He, he doesn't even turn it on. We we trolls with a big motor. Mm-hmm. And because it, you muskies. can't turn for muskies. Yeah. For muskies, when we're trying to go for four and a half stuff like that yeah he, he doesn't use it he just doesn't use it well i went to like st Clair with him fished a few days we didn't we never put the kicker even in the water right because okay. it's taken out of the mix it's, it's basically more or less, not an option yeah it's it's an option if if you had to get home in the main motor yes. crap the bed yeah yep mm-hmm. okay so that is the situation that you know was recently brought up so fans continue on with your story yeah so uh well how did you remedy we, this? we real we realized all this all happened um and vix came to me and was like you're not going to be a, it, it it's just not going to work the way it is right now Flash forward to five months from now, Mercury's coming out with a different product. They're coming out with an inline six that V six does not have this. Yeah, uh, the V six that is. I'm sorry, that is um, doesn't have this steering system. It doesn't have the turbo in it, and is not going to draw uh, so much power. But so it's going to be a four, a, just sort of a straight four stroke. But they're going to take it up. Like right now, I think you only go to 150. Yeah, I mean the the non supercharged they go up to 150, which is the is the they just call it the four stroke. That's and what I bought. Yeah. That's the one that's coming on Todd's, and it's mm-hmm. it is fitting more for the general population. Is just having mm-hmm. a fuel injected, you know, metal yep. on metal four stroke, and I don't want to say it's no frills because. There's a lot of cool stuff that went on. I, I, I looked at this motor hard once Vance told me, hey, we got some issues, so I dove right into stuff. Um, I think it's a 3.4 liter V6. They offer it 175, 200, 225. That's going to be the new one. That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be a really yeah. big seller for them. There's, and it's going to be a like a straight four-stroke, no hydro. Nothing, nothing crazy. Hydraulic steering, it, yeah. Like that 150 mm-hmm. that Todd has is is like a very do-all motor. I remember back in the day, I always used to see like, you know, you could buy a 90 horse, a 100 horse, a 105 horse, 110, a 115, a 125, a 130. Yeah. They had all these, but it seems now like the boating market is getting to these very block things. Like you're going to have a 90, a 115, a 150, 
and then you might jump up 25 horse every every thereafter. It's yeah. just very you're fitting into this motors, you know, this essentially it's a weight yeah. class. And with like Todd's Todd's 150, that's a very popular motor in that it fits on a lot of boats, so they can take a mechanical, you know, steer, uh, hydraulic mm-hmm. steering, you can run, you know, I think maybe like electronic, uh, like a fly-by-wire, you can run cables for the throttle and the gear shift. And yeah. so it, it's it's very universal, and that's what they're expanding into with this new motor. So, Vance, are you getting that new motor? No, because it would not <laughs> do me any good to get me into the season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd been, it would have been great, but it just... Yeah, it did. It didn't happen. The timeline didn't line up. We diagnosed the problem, and how would you fix we had it? Some intervention. Uh, so <clears throat> I said, Vic, they there there was it, at one point we contemplated on putting uh, an autopilot on a kicker, just the kicker, isolated the kicker away from the big motor. That I would have to steer with essentially like something like a smartphone, a little key fob. A fupa? Kind of. A fupa? A fupa. <laughs> a fupa. A fupa. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that'll work. And then I, I, uh, I thought about it for about, you know, like four hours. And after I got off the phone with them, and I was like, uh, I ended up like not sleeping that night. And I got right on the horn with them first thing, and I was like, I can't have that. I'm not running a charter and starting a, a kicker motor on a FUPA. Yeah, because FUPA with a kicker motor. Yeah, I cannot, I, I, can, I cannot do that. Fish hits, I got to hit, <laughs> stop the motor, stop doing everything with a little directional keypad on, you know, and it, it just, it, it wasn't, it didn't seem efficient to me, so... Now, I call him, I'm like, go ahead. I was going to say, um, I had a Panther remote. I don't want to say it's remote, but it was wired in steer on my old Crestliner for my Erie boat. And if I needed to get in, it was very good for that. And the reason that I had that on that boat was initially my Crestliner had a dual cable steering helm. And one of the cables froze up was the one we went to the kicker. So before the marina sold it to me, they said, we're going to fix that. And they fixed it by not running me a new steering cable, but they cut that cable and hooked up this Panther steer, which was very convenient. It was probably more expensive for them to do that. But I could never go in a straight line because that motor is off center of the boat. And if I was Uh running boards, any kind of wind, and at times I'd say I'd have to tell someone that might not have ever really driven a boat all that much, say, here's this, keep us straight. I got to go fix this problem in the back. And the yeah, next thing you know, happen. people can't even do that with a steering wheel. Right. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're yeah. smashing into your planer board that was 200 feet out yeah. and a whole right. side is gone. And it just didn't. And it's tough. To, that's tough to do on the Great Lakes too. Yes. And because you're generally, your horizon is nothing but water. Yes, it's very hard to pick a I've, point. I've looked yes. at that, and when I've been doing that, and people are like, "Just try to look, actually look at the big motor, and try to keep it, you know, looking yeah. this way." 
not turned, something like it's that. Hard, that's hard to do on Chautauqua Lake when you can say head for that White House right there. That's what I mean. So yeah, that's why I was up all night. And I was just like, mm-hmm. this can't happen. I call Victor. I'm like, look, man, something's got to happen here. I can't fish this way. This is, this is, and you know, Vic will, at the end of all, all this stuff, Vic's Marine will probably be like, yeah, these guys fish completely different than I ever knew was possible. Yeah. This is, this is something completely new to us. We, this isn't, this isn't what we're used to, but it, it had something had to be done. And you know, this is why I love Vicks Marina. They they were just like, I was like, something's got to be done. I have to have the steering system this way. I have to be able to drop a kicker, turn it on, and go. And not have to worry about anything else, but just it going. And they were like, okay, so what we die. So our intervention was to, <laughs> sounds insane, was to get two new motors for the boat. Wow. Completely got the thing, rewire everything, and I have two Yamahas swinging off the back of the boat now. So and they they did they did that. So you have the, you have such the, such a small amount of time. Yeah. So you have and, the blackout. You have a serious blackout edition on the Ranger. Looks sick. Yeah. But you have a gray motor. And I have, I have a, a gray, gray boat. With a black motor. With a black motor. <laughs> now, it doesn't look too bad. I mean, we're just kind of like inside it out, you know? Yeah. We're keeping it partnered up. We're no. like yin, yin and yang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I brought up the The gray dance. motor would have looked great on my boat. I know, and the black motor, I mean, that's... It would have been just, oh honestly, my gosh. That's, that's why I love it. It blacked it out. Just the, the, <laughs> that look of that, the aesthetic of it, the aesthetically please, pleasing look of it. Uh, you know. Black, 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 now you've got gray. Well, I think they put one little gray stripe to lead to that gray motor. Into it. It fits in, and, and I'm... Yeah, no, it the, looks great. I'm super excited about it, because now it's it's rigged for the way that we fish. Mm-hmm. The simplicity of the way that we fish, although it's not simple to explain it to someone who's never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, and and a, and a lot of people don't understand this trolling stuff. You know, I mean, good God, I mean, the musky industry doesn't understand the, the trolling aspect. No, of it. half of them but don't. You know, trolling is not like for three minutes while you're taking a lunch break. Yeah. If you're into trolling. I'm going to tell you what. If you were a true musky caster that only trolled during while you, you know, only while you ate, you're not a true musky caster because you can take a bite of that sandwich when that bait's in the air. (laughs) There. I just rose the bar. Yeah. We've got Andy going a little bit on the the trolling. I know, Andy, you're not. Sometimes you're trolling. I know you feel like you're not really fishing. I don't catch that many. I mean, it to me, it's trolling's a walleye thing. Yeah, I'm not anti musky trolling. I've, I mean, no, I've, I've got I know them. you're not. I make rod holders. Dang it! Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, you, you've been out there and I know it's like, okay, let's troll a little bit. That's the way yeah, some I mean, guys are. I mean, uh, we certainly love, we, we say it all the time. We, we certainly love to cast, you know, the trolling aspect of it is the workman's game of it. It's the running of a business, you know, it's the mm. guiding aspect of it. Andy you know, seen Andy has seen that. You've saw you, you saw that when we took Bushak that one time. Yep. When the troll invite was good, it was like, Oh, there's one on the screen right there. Okay, just right grab that now. rod right right now because it's gonna go. <laughs> and it started going. I was like, I thought, there it is. <laughs> and we had like five five that Yeah. We had a good afternoon. A couple hours. Yeah, afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So, I am I'm over having a gray motor because of the simplicity of of how I want to fish. Now it's just game time. Let's go. I can I can do what I want to do now. I know that if I run the kicker motor and it's time to go to uh, another spot and I want to drop the big motor, I'm not going to have a problem. Um, I love the Verados. I do. I I, I love the. I, I enjoy. I enjoyed having a Verada. Um, Did you want to bring up what you thought about doing to your Verado? Oh God, yeah. Oh, we were super excited. Uh, do you want me to explain it, or do you want to explain it? I mean, you're better at this stuff. Cause... <laughs> okay. All right. So, one night while talking to Vance, Vance said, "Andy, I've caught wind that you can tune these Verados." Can you find something? And I said, yes, I can. So I did five minutes of Google search. I found a, I found a phone number of a person that will tune Verados. Now, it's the straight sixes. It's their big, big motors. And I gave it to Vance. He called the guy the next day. And Vance called me and says, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know what he's talking about. Maybe you should call him. <laughs> you guys, it was insane. Hold on. You guys do stuff listen my back. This you well, because we don't want to be yelled at by Daddy Todd. <laughs> yeah. So it's true. Okay, so but Todd, you gotta listen to this. So I call okay, this guy up and I, and I start talking to this guy. And pretty much what this boils down to is what everyone's been saying forever is that um so the the, the straight six Verado <laughs> The, the supercharged, you know, the, the big block. The 200 Pro, the 225, the 250, 275, and 300 are all nuts and bolts the exact same motor. Okay. Okay, literally nuts and bolts the same motor. Now, they have a 350, yeah. a 400. I think they might be making a bigger 400. Those are not exactly, but pretty much the same. So anyways, so if you're thinking between the 2 and the 300, it's the same motor. This place has... Taken a base map of a 300, which is, if it's nuts and bolts the same, it's electronic from there on out. Yeah. Um, and they can take your ECU, ECM, whatever you want to call it, the computer. I hate that word when people are like, I put a chip in this. They, they take what controls your ignition, mapping, and fuel, and all this stuff. And uh -huh. they, can, they can take a, let's just, we're going to pick on Vance's, a 225. You send it down to them. They will then put in a 300s map. But for Mercury to sell a motor they can warranty like they do, they have some wide open parameters on like fuel <laughs> octane and stuff. 
it, it, this isn't like some crazy, you know, mm-hmm. sorcery here. What they did was like, listen, you're sending us this. We're going to assume that you're not going to be letting this thing sit for six months. You run it two days a year and you're having essentially 80 octane and it's just complete, you know, squalor conditions. Mm-hmm. You're putting gas. If you tell us you will put high test in this, we will tighten up some of the parameters. They have knock sensors in these motors that I guess are like cutting edge, like auto industries looking at these things, like how did Mercury do this? So they tightened up the parameters on this stuff. And for like, I think it was like 800 bucks, you could take a 225 and it turns into a 335 in two days. You send it to them, they send it back to you. And here's here's where this comes into play is that if you want if you're like I want a boat it can handle a 300 but you you know the difference between a 225 motor and a 300 might be I'm going to guess I don't know $3000 you can buy the 225 get this thing remapped now you got a 335 and it's going to be more efficient than the 300 because everything is is tuned the way it should be for the way you're going to way run. it's way more than three thousand dollars did you do that to the old one vance because those amish people that bought your boat their hats will be flying <laughs> off well the thing is is it's only on the straight sixes <laughs> you didn't do it. okay oh yeah you didn't do it okay so with with that the you, amish children might be flying out yeah they're, they're holding on they're like flags <laughs> They're holding on to the anchor light. (laughs) But where this comes into play is that, so now you've got a more efficient running motor. This thing is burning fuel at a, at a better, you know, percentage. And what, what then happens is instead of cruising at 30 miles an hour at say 3,500 RPM, that's just a number. You might be cruising 35 at 2,500 RPM and your motor will, have less time at high RPMs. It's similar to like that scenario I said with like your heart. Your heart only has so many beats. So this motor, which they said is is overbuilt, has like a six six bolt main bearings and all this stuff, will easily handle this. So now you're you're just using less RPM. They did say you might hit in the seventy mile an hour <coughs> speed, but where you're really going to see it is the mid mid range. But that was that was for fuel economy. You know, it, for for your fuel economy, they say expect about twenty percent gain in fuel economy, and that would literally not be a great excuse to get this. I hear people say when gas was like four dollars a gallon, they're like, "I'm buying a motorcycle so I can save on gas." No, you're using that as an excuse. I've had motorcycles. You're going to buy this now. You'll get fifty miles to the gallon, but now you're going to ride it around all night and burn more fuel in a week than you would with your truck or car. So, but you will get, you'll be more efficient there. Um, does this company you're talking to, does that, does it void uh, warranties? Here's the thing. It's, it's, it's undetectable (laughs) because, because it's it's your, it's it's your computer. When they plug it into the computer, it's going to say, you know, Verado 225, this, this, it does, it's undetectable from a dealer standpoint. Now, because they didn't do any sorcery to it, they didn't like, let's however, open this thing however, up and solder. What's that, Vance? However, if it would come into a warranty play, I would have to detune it. I would, there, there, was, <laughs> there, there was essentially, and this is the first time I talked to the guy. He was, he was using all this terminology. 
he was talking, and and this is this why was I on the, a whole, this was on the last one. This was on this the is, no, this was not this, on the last one. No, could you? And they, I, they don't I'm do that to the, the small motors. Listen, I don't know anything about car tune and motor tune and anything. I'm talking to this guy, and it was during. You're pretending you're Andy. <laughs> Andy has Andy has told you all this stuff. I was I was super pumped about it. I mean, I it was during an, it was it was during a break when I was working at the hospital. And I'm talking to this guy, and he's telling me like, and that's what I was talking. I asked him, I'm like, what about a warranty? Is I have all, all this stuff riding on a warranty? Like, I'm going to get this, you know, Ranger boats and and Vicks, and I'm like, if something would happen. And I bring this in, and, and they notice that I've tampered with this motor. What happens? They're like, "Well, it's it's simple. We we have this flash where you can de- essentially detune it prior to taking it into the the dealer." And I was like, "What are you talking about a flash?" And I was like, it, "They, they, they oh, hand you so a costume, expensive. and you're the flash." No, that was. <laughs> like, so I was like, "Listen, dude, you got to tell me." I'm like, "Are you talking like about?" Essentially, I can take like the men in black thing where they flash <laughs> you and you lose, <laughs> you, you lose your memory. And the guy was like, yeah. And at that point, I was like, I have got to get Andy to talk to this guy because I <laughs> you guys embarrass the hell out I of myself. Believe you guys. Sounds like an idiot. <laughs> well, the thing is, is you should have at that point to get the guy back. Just admit that your joke was a dud and say just. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just did not land. It didn't land. <laughs> I thought it was great, but you know, whatever. So it didn't work. <laughs> but you know, like if if this, go ahead. Yeah, the, the the thing was, if if I did that and say the worst that happened, I had to turn it in for some warranty thing. I exploded the motor, whatever. <laughs> The thing was, he was like, for you to get optimum performance, obviously, if you're running this, you have to change the pitch of the prop. So all of a sudden, say you're running a 21-pitch prop on this motor that it comes stuck with. All of a sudden, I have like a 27 or a 28-pitch with a four-blade. Something's going to look off. (laughs) Yeah. You get this extremely (laughs) aggressive prop, and you're like, I don't know what happened here. But here's the boat that I have yeah. that has a prop that does not fit for this at all. It essentially looks like a windmill on the back of it. Yeah. You guys are going. You guys are getting crazy. Well, I it mean, was, nothing's oh. happened. It was it was fun to speculate. Yeah. Um, it was fun to speculate, and and, and we've uh, you know on it's true though. We, I mean, you're we saying started that. doing when we started doing the PMTT. You know, there was people there that had, like, number one and number two out of the gates, and they're like, I want the fastest boat. That's all that's important to me. You know, to get to, like, the first spot, they were they had Verados, and they were talking about this tuning. Mm-hmm. And that's, when, that's the first time that I heard about it. it Todd, it's like, your fault yeah. for taking him to the PMTT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so... I was like, well, you know, I'm getting one now. Let's let's look into this to, you know, to have some extra fun. And that's just extra fun. It's real. It's happening. 
That that is happening. People are doing this, and they're doing it to Verados that are, uh, you know, a, a lot of offshore people are, are, mm-hmm. are using these. You know, they're they're it's economically sound for these people that are running twins and quads, and they're buying say, you know, two fifties or whatever. Yeah, and all of a sudden, way out of our league, my league, your league, yeah. part league. Yeah. yeah, and they're 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 running those, and and you know they're they're spe- they're spending a, a small additional amount of money, uh, and all of a sudden the, the motors are you know three fifties. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then so also, we, go ahead. Gosh, yeah, go ahead. No, so the, these guys are also like. We, we talked earlier about Vance having 800 hours on his 200. These people could put 800 hours on in a month, and they might be running 60 mm-hmm. miles out to the Atlantic Shelf or whatever they yes. do in the Pacific, and they might their gas bill in a couple days could be hundreds of dollars. And mm-hmm. 20% increase right there, that could save them a lot of money. It could pay for itself in a season. Yeah. And yeah. so – you know, the things the things like that, and, you know, if anyone out there that says, well, then you're overpowering your boat because it's rated for 225 or 250, um, is since Vance's boat is over 20 feet, the Coast Guard regulations do not apply. They just, more or less, it's a weight issue. They don't want you to put, you know, four 300s on the back of this boat, but it's over 20 feet. Coast Guard has nothing that they can do if you, if you overpowered the capacity plate. Um, yeah. because that, that was the big thing I remember with my Crestliner was, yeah, there's a capacity plate, but you don't necessarily have to adhere to it because anything over 20 feet is do what you want. So yeah. super neat stuff. Um, and also you know, would it have been cool? I was, I was a little reluctant, honestly. I'm like, I don't know, Andy, should we go, you know, should we try this? I was like, I'd need my hand held on this you know i need i need a confident andy to say this can happen you probably what would happen is vance would be like let's look at under the hood and see what we need to do because i don't know yet i pop the hood off and more than likely it's one screw and a quick connector i'm like this is it put this in a box take it to post office you'll have it back in three days because that's all it is it's just a, a little black box yeah. I'm assuming it's a black box. I, I haven't actually yeah. held one. Well, I mean, and, 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 get, but, and then I was like, what if it gets lost in the mail? And you insure so, that bad bear. And then I'm like, uh, regardless, I, I can't run my boat right now. What do I do? Yeah, Call him you to, talk to hey, the fish, I, and it's like, hey, man, you know that little thing, this little black box? I lost that. I lost it. You know, somebody it fell off. I was looking at the motor and driving. I had a penny in my hand <laughs> and it, it, I dropped it and it wedged in between. So I decided to take it off. And when I got the penny, it was gone. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. But I, I just want it to be known. Like when talking to this guy, um, he, he pretty much explained that the Verados are like the only outboards, modern outboards that can be tuned because they have a supercharger and that they can mess with the boost and stuff like that. Not, you know, anything to where you have to worry about, you know, cylinders and rods and stuff like that. But he says, you know, if you wanted to tune like an Optimax, like a 250 Optimax, you might get five to eight horsepower out of it. It's just mm-hmm. not tunable. Whereas yeah, these yeah. Verados, they are. And that's mm-hmm. kind of a PM. Well, the, mo- the motors uh, come through the same way. Like 
with my old motor, I got the same book. It was a 90, it was a 115, it was a 125. Mm-hmm. And I think I think they still do that with all these motors. Some some of them. Like it's, I, I, it, it's, it's sort of the same motor. There's something going on with carburation or whatever. Uh, yeah, back back in the day that like where you're talking, Todd, they they were sharing that because there's also a a a cluster of motors that were sharing a lot of parts, like you were saying, a ninety, a one hundred, a one fifteen, and a one twenty five. Yeah. Anymore, they don't really make one twenty five. They still make nineties, but they they essentially mm-hmm. like we're dedicating this engine configuration to a one fifteen. Like I don't know if if the seventy fives or seventies in the nineties anymore. Maybe the 60s, the same, yeah. 50s, 60s. They seem to be of the more mid-range motors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with mm-hmm. this, any more of the fuel injection. I mean, our, our, our small ones were coming in the same way. Yes. It was like, okay, we get a 9, 15, or 20. They weigh the same. Mm-hmm. The 10s, 15s, 20s all weigh exactly the same. So if they weigh exactly the same, I mean, within pound, within a couple pounds. There's not a whole lot different. There can't be that much difference. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to see that a lot. looks just like the 20. Yeah, you're going to see from, that a lot with all these motors coming out that are fuel injected because, you know, they're going to be yeah. more efficient, but they don't want to have like, oh, we got six different, you know, throttle bodies or something mm-hmm. for these small motors. Let's just make, you know, anything three, you know, the two to four horsepower is the same, the five and the sixes, or they might just say we got a three, a five, an eight, nine, and 15 and they're just going to then at that point it's just how it's programmed on that black box yeah so no more like putting the big carburetor on the 9.9 we almost went insane there if this would have all worked out and there's the dance is going to try to beat me to the spot there was oh my god that's what you're trying to do there was a there was a compromise (laughs) There was a compromise. So, mm-hmm. in lieu of all that happening, I did end <laughs> up getting a uh, a setback for my motor, just to tamper with it a little bit. I got a, I got a jack plate. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to. I tried. To, I know. I tried did. to. I tried to hide that from Todd too, because. But when we were up there, Vic setting up the boat. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, you. Were, and I, I, a, I never uh, asked you about it, and I was like, "What, I had a, what uh, the hell are you doing a, here?" The jack plate there delivered, you know. Yeah, it has his name it's on it again. Yeah, it's I know the, it's the Vance it, or something. The Vance, I, it, it is. It is. It's it was called the Vance. Vance Manufacturing. Yeah, and they make manual jack plates, and yeah. we stumbled across those when we were trying to uh, work with that two hundred horsepower on the twenty one foot tiller uh, to achieve a speed that I rarely ran for no reason, but I invested all this time and it was for what, optimal whatever. performance. Optimal performance. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I, I got another another one of those and uh, yeah. I put that on the boat. I remember that now that day we were there, you talking about the Vance. Yeah. It's fitting. I never brought it up. It's fitting. You guys are going behind my back talking about all this speed stuff. It's the it's the parent disappointing thing, you know. It's the 
I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. You know, the thing that hurts even more. You know, so. Hey Vance, was there another time that you really made your parents mad or disappointed? I don't want to talk. About that. <laughs> you have to tell it. Come on. I well, heard a little bit, just a little wee bit. Just do it right now. Get it over with. It's the end of the podcast. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, Andy was venting to me as, as we would, he calls me so often about you know, and, and we just recap the day and what's going on and business and stuff. And okay, uh, the the venting was when you have children, especially of a young age, anything you own will be destroyed, even if you tell mm-hmm. them not to, because they're savages. That's true. And, and, and you say things like, we can't have nice things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Todd, you say that as well. Yes. And sometimes... You saw my, you saw my table. Exactly. And that's what, it, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm very into making just epic tables. I love yeah, inside housework. I love that, that, mm-hmm. that look. Uh, it's a passion of mine. And I'm like, there's so many times that I'll be like, hey, you know, I'll make this for you, yada, yada, yada. And, and you guys are just like, I, I can't have it. It'll not not right now. Yeah. Get away to a few more years. And it gets my mind firing back. And, you know, I, I pick up on all these things where, you know, my mom's like, yeah, I still have that dining table with your first homework in it and stuff like that. And I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Andy's talking to me about what happened like, I can't even remember that, what it was, but it was day, something. I don't, I don't know what it was. And my mother was also venting to me earlier that week about how he, my, I have a nephew, he picked up a rock and decided to wash a car with it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, completely annihilated, you know, $1,000 paint job when you, weren't, when you weren't watching. And then... It takes a second. That's all it takes. For those who don't have yeah. kids, you turn your back and you look around and it's down to bare metal on the side of your car. I was talking about that. <laughs> and my dad, who also called and talked about the, you know, when you get a new kid in the family, it's, it's topic of conversation because it requires so much time. And especially if you're grandparents and whatnot. And my dad was telling me the story about how he taught my nephew how to throw rocks at cars that were pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just like he told <laughs> Just like he taught <laughs> And then I'm like putting two and two together. I'm like, so that's probably why he picked up this rock and thought it was like, you know, okay, rock car. And he's going to wash it with it. And my mom's complaining about all these things. And then I'm thinking back to my childhood of what I did with rocks and cars. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my my dad... (laughs) And I remember there was this this car on on the street of this area I grew up in, the Peaceport, Pennsylvania, which is not a really... It's a real. It's a bad. It's a. It's not a good town right now, and it really wasn't when I was, was growing up. You made it bad. 
how there was this car called the piece of junk and i would go up to it and we would like kick rocks out of my dad like i'm thinking like you know he's this 30 year old guy you know having fun like you know having his little kid like throw rocks at a car like you know like it's insane well i get a little more self-aware and i get a more little i have i have some more time and i develop uh I think that it's okay to throw these. I want to throw rocks at cars. I want to do. I just want to do. That's just what I want to do right now. So I'm like, I'm going to do this, but you know, I have to be secretive of this in a way that my parents don't find out because I know this is bad. I know what I was taught is bad, but I have to get away with it somehow. So. What I did was I grabbed it's it's the rock throwing day, it's after school, whatever, babysitters. I grabbed this umbrella. It's a giant old school nineteen nineties umbrella. And my idea is to grab a handful of rocks, sit on the side of a road behind the umbrella, and sneak out from the back of it while whipping rocks. At cars, <laughs> and these these umbrellas back then. I mean, like I thought I was being very stealthy doing this. <laughs> umbrellas back then, there was like a couple of them. You could get like blue and white stripes, like red and white stripes. You could see them from a mile away. You know, they could have been an SOS symbol if you were like dead in the water. They were so you could see them. So. Imagine the driver seeing, like, what the hell is this? This is a bright, sunny day here. What is this umbrella doing? Wow. I obviously see a kid driving. I obviously see a kid right behind it, not being stealthy at all, even though I thought no one could see. I thought I was a damn stealth bomber out there. And I'm, I'm sneaking out behind the umbrella. And oh, my gosh. That was the worst ass whooping I could remember. And, you know, my dad was like teaching me a lesson. And I'm thinking like, you told me, you know, I just been doing what, you know, whatever. I was throwing stuff. Kicking it up a notch, dad. I'm making the family (laughs) proud. I know. (laughs) You should be proud of me. Oh my God. So that how many cars did you hit? I got a couple that day. You know, and, and, and remember, and, and the worst the worst thing about it is they were all neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> they were like the people. Yeah. They knew turn all. signals you know, on. Visitor, the old lady that lived next door. They were neighbors. <laughs> You know, and I, re- I remember hit- hitting, I remember the sound, and I remember <laughs> multiple sounds, because I hit many cars that day. <laughs> when, when, oh my gosh. Was it a really good feeling when you just let that rocket go? You know, you're the oh gunslinger, and you just the sound, you connect it. You know? It's Did like it just... connecting with a golf ball, or, you know, like anything. You, you know how we... You have that good connection. Oh, gosh. 
you like hit the ball off a bat and it's perfect and it's out. You hit a golf ball perfectly or, you know, if you put it in fishing a hook set or the drag going off. That's what I remember at a very young age. And I remember oh my the sound gosh. of like the paddle. The paddle. Whooping my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so God. stupid. So, so incredibly dumb. You know, doing that. And I thought I was like so stealthy hiding behind this giant, like, two person umbrella. Beach umbrella. Like <laughs> you thought you were in like the 300 fighting off the bad guys hiding behind your shield? I. Uh, I don't even know how I had that much time. I don't even know. I I definitely lost a lot of trust at that point. (laughs) (laughs) That's the game you play when you're little, you know. (laughs) That's the the S-Rod coming out in you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but that I mean that shouldn't that couldn't have been on the podcast, but whatever. <laughs> no, that, I forget how it related, but it I was worth yeah. it because I laughed really hard. Oh, I'm so dumb! I'm That's sure a good capper. It is. I'm. I'm not even gonna follow this up with any questions or idiotic comments that I make. We're gonna leave this one right here. So, um. Big thanks to Vix Marine, Ranger Boats, St. Croix Rods, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, Fatty Z Muskie Products, and Muskie Zinc. Ch- check out the uh, Chautauqua Lake Showdown, June 23rd. Uh, details are in the beginning of the podcast, so you could probably reach out to Zach Baker. So, I guess, unless you guys have something else to say, I'm going to wrap this one up yeah. right here. Watch out for the umbrellas. Yeah, when you see an umbrella, just be prepared. So uh, good luck fishing.